Well, folks, welcome to Beyond This Earth. This is Nova Hollaback. That's Hollaback. And today, let's get through the news of pretty much the week and the weekend. And pretty much what happened in New Hampshire was that Sanders wins those delegates and everybody was starting to scramble. And one of the guys that were scrambling was not in the ballot in either Iowa or New Hampshire. Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg got a humongous support, backing from the Alabama Black Caucus, if, uh, Alabama Democratic Black Caucus, which is a very strong entity in black politics. And he got that endorsement. And a lot of people were stunned by that endorsement. We're going to talk about that endorsement and aspects of it when we talk about we doing this in actually in two parts concerning what I'm beginning to see the cracks in the Democratic Party and the rest of the, and, uh, and other things as well concerning entertainment and all the rest of it. We're going to do that in two parts and they're going to be kind of short, but they really emphasize the problems that we are going to start seeing. In the future, uh, we're going to speak about that in about a moment. Trump doing his victory tour. He will go to the Daytona 500 later on on Sunday. He will. He started the things with ICE, saying that will be secret agents working in the sanctuary cities that will look for those that have disobeyed their visas and all the rest of these things and will start cracking down. Um, and the crackdown are beginning in this particular thing. So there's going to be very interesting times coming in that particular area. Uh, wall claim that the AP is talking about the wall claim. Nevada is the next step for the Democrats, and they're going to be tested, especially with a lot of Latinos. Will Bernie Sanders win, or will somebody else get in there? It could be Biden. He might have a chance in Nevada. It could be even Gabbard. Maybe see there. Virginia starting their move to more progressive ideologies, but it comes with very, very huge... Asterisks in terms. Speaking of asterisks, we have seen two things that happened in the sports world today, and we wish to talk about the fallout from the Astros cheating scandal, stealing signals, is affecting baseball in ways we cannot possibly predict. And a lot of players are very disappointed, especially a lot of Little League players. The Little League players have decided certain Little League uh, play, uh, team, especially one from Colorado, will no longer use the Astros' name because it has been so tainted by such um, particular um, things with the cheating scandal and whatnot. Speaking about fair play, FIFA, actually the UEFA, Champions League with the UEFA, the uh, European clubs that oversee the European clubs, UEFA, has given a ban to Manchester City 
and a fine of $30 million for fair play usage. And they are possibly planned for the next two cycles of the Champions League. These two cycles are coinciding with the changeover for CBS as they are going to get the rights to the Champions League. And one of those major changeovers is for CBS in that particular sense are going to have those particular changes happen. So we are at a very interesting time concerning the future of Manchester City and if they are convicted of these particular crimes, they will lose points concurring to what has happened in the league. It happened in that particular sense. This affects the coaching situation in Manchester City. Pep Guardiola might be leaving the might be leaving the um, might be leaving the club if they are found guilty of these particular crimes. So, cheating cheaters will never prosper, especially in sport. We hope this time. But MLB is not willing. To, well, MLB may not think so. But Buffalo Wild Wings, especially their Twitter handle, thinks so. Strange that corporations have become are more arbiters these days, which is kind of interesting because that's what's happening right now. We'll speak about it in a couple of minutes. Uh, Taliban deal has been made by um, the State Department and the Taliban. So Mark Esper said that a trade truce agreement for 20 days could mean that the end leading to the withdrawal from most of the American troops from Afghanistan. There are somewhat good news on the coronavirus front. China has brought the world time to handle this crisis as new virus cases fall, but things could get worse before it can get any better. It could mean that this virus might burn out, but it could also mean that the virus is getting a second wind. You don't want to hear today if it gets that second wind, watch out. So, Trump doesn't heed balls because the cool tweeting on the GOJ. It's not looking good too much for William Barr as Trump is crowing that he is not guilty of all charges dealing with the impeachment trial. Shift to digital faces fear of Iowa-like breakdown. These computer systems and the people running them, it, it, it is almost near shit tier. It is absolute near shit tier. Zion and Bridges lead uh, the world over in Rising Star Challenge. That was another sports thing that came out there. Asian place of worship in those particular places. No more handshakes and sharing of the communion. Not sure McCabe somehow escapes uh, justice as he is not charged in recent trials. Michael Avellani has been convicted of trying to extort Nike. He's going to jail, folks. As I said before, about the way for Blinding Man City. 
influencers are now being more knotted towards in Facebook, and it's the murky side of campaign ads. Migrants across Yemen Rosen found work in Saudi Arabia. Here we go, folks. Then we have another second wave of flu that hits the United States kids as coronavirus fears continue. Let's see here. The red flag gun law in Florida has been used 3,500 times since the Parkland. Then we, the U.S. has brought new charges against Huawei. And let's see here. We'll talk about the space snowman in a couple of minutes. Then we had a poor Rico online scam that targeted 4 million amid crisis. Um, still interesting news with the, uh, with the, with the saints concerning the church and they want to open a hearing for that. And in better news in the entertainment industry, Sonic the Hedgehog looks like it's going to the $60 million mark. That's very good news for Sony, uh, for Sega and good news as well for Paramount as it needs a couple of wins, especially with the disappointing uh, and sad results of the things with CBS and Gail King and the rest of them. So that's pretty much the news for this week. Um... And the UK Treasury Chief quits as Johnson stakes up the cabinet at the UK. So that will be pretty much it for the news this week. We have two things to talk about concerning Bloomberg in certain ways. And they're related together and they need to be discussed. We're first going to talk about moralities and dualities. And we're also going to talk about other things concerning those particular things as well, dealing with entertainment and a whole lot of it. Or maybe they might be connected. We'll see. We'll be back with the next segment right after this on Beyond This Earth. A lot of you liberals are in humongous trouble. A lot of you are. And the reason why you are in trouble is because you refuse to read the tea leaves and decide to create drawings with those macchiatas and those culottas and those cappuccinos or cappuccinos, if you want to call them in that particular sense. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. I am Novid. Holla back, that's holla back. Folks, let me put this to you in, de- in this particular terms. You got to stand on what you say. And you reach a point where you continuously lie in certain things. You're pretty much reaching the point of degeneracy. 
and the certain big things and the little things and all the rest of these things, you got to stand on the things that you say and you got to deal with the consequences of what one says. But for a lot of you liberals, you don't understand consequences. Especially what happened to Jeremy Corbyn over in the UK. The consequences of this loss and the consequences of what the UK are going to go through for the next five years are going to be very interesting in the world scale. And we just saw one of, and we just saw aspects of that. So things are going to start changing in ways that a lot of liberals don't protect. And one of the things that I began to realize when you're going to talk, we're going to talk about it more in the next segment. It has to deal with the way Japan is seen in the entertainment industry in America and in the UK and in other places as well. And why is it seen that way and how it can change and how it's going to lead into disaster. I just want to, I will, I will get to that in a moment. But I want a lot of liberals to see observations, if you want to call it that way. Observations from a guy who has a lot of liberal friends, has a lot of liberal family members. Mm. And has a lot of um, uh, connections to... Organization have a lot of friends with connections to these same liberal organizations, mayors, governors, that sort of thing. Connections with with policy people and all the rest of them, and how they see themselves as a whole. I want y'all to understand one huge thing and one huge thing only, and one huge thing only. The Democratic Party, for better or for worse, and for a lot of people, it has been for the better. And for many others, it had, for polarity, it hasn't been good. Whether people like it or they don't, the salt of the earth, the people that make the Democratic Party run for the last 25 years, have been a lot of these black caucuses, especially in the South. And a lot of these black caucuses support candidates and help get out the vote things and whatnot. Sometimes their power structures, especially in Atlanta, get taxed very bad. We saw that with Mrs. Abrams. Although Mrs. Abrams didn't help herself, didn't help herself in a lot of ways. One of the things that are going, you need as liberals to understand and one of the things that you're beginning to see is a devastating split in the way African Americans 
see themselves in the Democratic Party. And you have begun to see these splits, very small, somewhat not as influential as one believes it is, but it will reach a point where African-American males are going to look at this whole thing with the Democratic Party and feel like they no longer speak to what they believe in as men and what they believe in successfully as people. I want y'all to understand about something we need to talk about, and it has to deal with... Um, it has to deal with, in a way, um, um, doing way. And um, Michael Bloomberg. Bloomberg stated back in 2016 during an interview. This, I think it was the same interview when they talked about stop and frisk. That he was talking about transgender and transgender bathrooms that he made a mention saying that we rich people which ultimately gave the ghost away into the reasons why Occupy Wall Street was pretty much destroyed and how it was destroyed okay want y'all to listen and I, I just want all my liberal friends and all to understand the connections and the observations that you need to un that you need to see okay Bloomberg said uh, we rich people we intellectualize we have a more of an understanding about a sexual orientation than say the plebs have. The plebs only see what they see. They don't understand the nuances, the gender cons. You know, this is the way that Bloomberg said. This is not the way I did. This is Bloomberg. I'm paraphrasing him here. They don't understand. So when they come up and they say, we must have all neutral bathrooms. Someone sold that. They can sell anything. You see. And it's a fine line and it's very difficult for policymakers to do such things and to give such proclamations to the plebs. A lot of the Twitter people who don't usually watch these particular things, now that Bloomberg is running for president, are looking at these things again, and they're beginning to realize that, whoa boy, this is how he thinks about us. Those of those of many people who are transgender. That's what he thinks about us. Only rich people can understand us. This goes into the issue about Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade 
is seen in the black community and a lot of things dealing with basketball as a dude who made good. He is seen in this fan is that, okay, he has a new wife, it's Gabrielle Union, this, that, and the other thing. She's been played by um, the whole thing, racism role concerning um, America's Got Talent and the whole rest of this thing. And she's going through a lot of things. So we can give her a pass on certain aspects of things. And the Terry Crews and a whole lot of these particular things. Which um, Joe Budden is starting to say that uh, the dude's gay. And a lot of the other things concerning that as well. So Joe Budden and a lot of the black community and a lot of the black, he doesn't speak for everyone, but but he understands where the streets are. And so does Corey Holcomb and a lot of these things. And what liberals don't understand is that there is nuances to the liberalism of black people in this country. Very nuanced. And what they are beginning to understand, there is a wall of separation concerning how they see each other in the ways that they do these things and the ways they handle their business with the LGBT gay people, all the rest of these things, particular things and whatnot. So aspects of NOI, Nation of Islam, we call uh, one of them being Riza Islam, made a concerted effort to say certain things that if it was heard on other particular places in other particular ways, outside of the democratic purview, outside of leftist purview, would be seen as right-wing conspiracy theory. But he said these particular things on this, on this particular show, which is Corey Holcomb, host the show. And he said these particular things about chemicals in the water and all these other things. And they uh, said there is a concerted effort and all the rest of these things and whatnot to get men to hate themselves, to get women to hate themselves, to get women to hate each other, to get black women by men to hate each other. And in that particular concerted effort, one of those aspects is free, not necessarily full ride, all these other things and whatnot. Sort of like what they're doing with Alice Jones and a whole lot of these things. But you hear it more in the black community and in their particular context of black liberation, black eschatology, all these particular other things, the melanated movement, which aspects of leftist dot such as chapel trap house and the rest of it kind of commandeer and use it in their arguments against say white supremacy and a whole lot of it when white liberals start talking about these particular things in that particular sense and so he started to and so Corey holcomb made a comment that if he was in a different race would have been in a completely out of character, especially in the way things are. And he made a comment that, look, I am proud that I come from a place and a family that are from a dick and pussy people. I don't see anything wrong with that statement. But if it was anybody else with a lot of power, especially if it was Say, for example, Snoop Dogg made this particular comment. 
he would have been railroaded the same way he was railroaded about Gail King. One of the aspects that leftism continues to make and continues to see is that every single thing African Americans have to do has to be constructed in a way that they have to follow everything that the Democratic Party is now doing with progressivism and the rest of these things in order to protect themselves from fascism, Jim Crow, Jamie Crow, Jimmy Crow Esquire, Jamie Crow with the blue hair, and all the crows that's still doing Corvid bullshit, murdering conspiracies, a conspiracy of crows in order to keep African-Americans from the American dream or a semblance of the American dream where they can become finally successful and uplifted. So the Democratic Party, through no uncertain terms, has become a bulwark against all the supremacies that are going on in this country. And for many ways, it worked in many different ways. But we began to see, especially in Bloomberg, especially with Occupy Wall Street and a whole lot of it, the reasons why the Democratic Party is being split. One of the things you're beginning to realize is that, especially in certain cities like Philadelphia and the rest of it, especially in the Acela Corridor, as we now, as people are now calling this, from Boston to Foggy Bottom and back again, is that there is a split, especially in the middle of this Acela Corridor, between the leadership of the city now and who they are supporting for president, the former leader of the city and who he's supporting, and the overall party establishment and who they're supporting. So we have a three-way war inside the Democratic Party. A three-way war inside the heart of the Democratic Party. And all the corruption, all the scandals between that city, Chicago, and all the rest of it. All the shenanigans that happened in Iowa. All the shenanigans that almost happened in New Hampshire. The realization that the Alabama Black Caucus gave their support to Bloomberg should have sent a firestorm throughout most of the country. And it has in certain ways. After everything that Bloomberg said, but you're now beginning to understand what is really going on. You understand 
black caucuses are seeing what they saw in the UK and they don't want no part of it. They want Donald Trump gone by hook or by crook and they will deal with the bullshit later. And they will deal with the bullshit later. They cannot stand another four years of Trump, especially what happened with the uh, uh, Russia investigation and the impeachment and the weaknesses that the Democratic Party had. They feel as though through Bloomberg, they can get some semblance of power back into their hands. And it can calm the fears down of a lot of African-American men and women, especially around this whole issue of transgenderism and a whole lot of it. And they can start trying to go through the side doors, if you will, in trying to calm everyone's fears that Bloomberg ain't with these people. Bloomberg is for the African-Americans. He's with Obama. He's not going to start the whole other things and whatnot. I want you to understand this massive observation, and I want y'all to make this really clear. What Bloomberg said in that interview, in that discussion panel in 2016, is that the rich have different morals than the poor. If the Democratic Party had the same morality as the poor, they cannot necessarily support trans uh, uh, LGBT rights because he is saying that the rich understand or more into the intelligentsia or what the right wing or supposed dark enlightenment call the cathedral no more about this particular movement than anything that the poor do because the poor only know is this and this and that's all they know concerning sexual uplift and although and the, uh, i'm going to say uplift because concerning sexual um Things of that nature, intersectional, di intersectional dynamics, as it were, as Roland Tomasi would discuss. The LGBT in this country did not do themselves any favors when it came to that statement. Because here is what I am beginning to see, and these are just observations. What I am beginning to understand and witness is that while there is absolutely, positively an issue with prostitution in that community that they wish not to have that type of connection they want to have more things concerning about dating the same way that heterosexual couples do. And the whole lot of it. That's why the whole thing is transgender women are women. You can date this, that other thing. It won't change your sexuality, that sort of thing and whatnot. But here's the issue. And this is a lot of things that many people don't understand. 
They didn't help themselves matters if you have this language of the prostitute in order to get the date. The problem is, is the language of prostitution that is surrounding the LGBT community, especially with consent forms and a whole lot of it, that the same way that the feminists are using it, it's the whole language surrounding the LGBT community concerning dating straight men and a whole lot of it that is closer to prostitution than actual meeting, greeting, knowing to get each other and all the rest of it. In fact, with a lot of these T for T um, things that we're beginning to see, there has been a concerted effort for these particular attributes and the polyandrous relationship model that we're now be, that we're now seeing in the younger uh, LGBT community younger than the LGBT that if they're straight they pay if they're not straight they don't pay that's prostitution regardless so if you want to be treated as a female and you don't want to be seen as something that is sexualized, why then use the language of the prostitute proving <laughs> Bloomberg's point correct that the rich only understand, that the rich and the intelligentsia connected to the rich understand gender more than the poor do. That the poor only understands two particular genders where the rich and the others understand all the other genders because the rich are now the only ones that can pay for certain access to your body, which is illegal in this country. So you just hurt your argument about we want to be treated like women. Women said, oh, you got to do this consent first. We got to do them too. But you broke the law. Because that's prostitution. You cannot negotiate genuine desire. That is the mistake LGBT is making. And a lot of African-American men will never be with transgendered women in the way that they want to be with those particular men. Even though there have been some, I know that have, they're with them and all that, the majority of them won't. And putting a price on one's body for Straight men who are considered chasers in order to touch you is a moral wrong. What I am trying to say is no woman or no transgender woman actively, and I'm and I mean this actively want to become prostitutes prostitutes but the language given to them 
by the elite of this country and certain aspects of the entertainment industry in this country and the way they see and interact with those who are straight gives precedence to the thing of prostitution. Whether people like it or they don't, prostitution is the main issue that is preventing the LGBT community from becoming successful members of society because desire cannot be negotiated, period. And when it can be negotiated through price or anything, one not only breaks the law, one then loses the trust of the other. And then, with Islam, whether you agree with him or not, can say the things he says because the actions one takes concerning the way these particular things are done between straights, gays, lesbians, and LG, and transgender, transsexuals, and transgen trans trans transgendered females and males. He gets to be proven right because money is being exchanged in order for sexual encounters to take place. That's the problem. And what is happening in this particular sense is that in particular with cis females, especially with black females, black females need money more than, more than black men can ever reach without black men giving up a lot of their time and their treasure not to their communities, but to other people in, in order to make sure that female stays with that particular male. So not only they're simped for the culture in order to make sure they are look good to African-Americans in the community, they are actively being wrecked by black women who have now taken charge of everything in the community, unfortunately, and then defers all emotional support and all political action towards white liberal females, especially with the issue with Kobe Bryant. and how Gail King worded those particular actions to Lisa Leslie. The Democratic Party is going to be broken up in 2020 if they don't win this election. They are banking everything on this election. The whole kit and caboodle. 
leftism and neoliberalism as a concept and an idea of statecraft is about to break down this year. The problem is what takes over after this particular thing is done. Because Sanders will not reach the votes to beat Trump if he gets the nomination. Bloomberg is playing an extremely dangerous game if he reaches that particular point. The only one they have is Tulsi Gabbard and they want to throw her away. The only other person is Joe Biden because of the power connections he have in Chicago, Philadelphia, and especially in Washington. They, he may not make it through. Pete have a has somewhat of a lesser chance. Warren has somewhat of a lesser chance. They even said that Hillary Clinton will come back as a vice presidential nominee with Michael Bloomberg. Just so she can touch the White House. In some form and some term. Razor Fist said that she'll be ready in March. He might be right. We'll see. But the African-American community, black people in this country, are not just some sort of one-minded track. They are ginormously different in opinion and in feeling about how they see their lives and themselves and others that people are willing or care to admit. The fact that a lot of liberals have used all of the concepts that we have seen that have bubbled up over the last 15 years, melanated a whole lot of these things, as forms of statecraft uplift of the plebes of different races and creeds is deeply cynical and sick. And their corporate champions are helping it along. Bloomberg exposes what Machiavelli has been saying for centuries. The rich has a different perspective and view of morality than the poor does. But if the poor accepts the morality of the rich, we all suffer the same fate as the elites. And we're seeing it now. Another example of this is how the elites, especially in Hollywood, See Japanese film, especially with the win of the South Korean film Parasite, and why a disaster is coming concerning ABC, NBC Sports and the Olympic Games 
when it comes to Tokyo and all of the rest of that particular issues when we be back right after this on Beyond This Earth. I want y'all to understand one important day. And that important day is that South Korea is used in the same way that they use light-skinned blacks against dark-skinned blacks when it comes to Japan over Korea, uh, South Korea and China over Japan for the last several decades. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. This is Nobel Hollaback. That's Hollaback. We have to talk about the thing about Parasite. Now, to be fair about this, I've only seen parts of the film. And the parts I've seen, while aesthetically somewhat pleasing, didn't really capture my attention. While aspects of the story might be worth, worth it and all the rest of these things, it's only worth it to a certain amount of people. And that's completely understandable with the whole, uh, we got to get behind standards and all the rest of these things, how capitalism does things awful and all the rest of these things, the whole things that uh, Hollywood is known for. But Wolf of Wall Street did this way better and much more darker than people realize. Uh, uh, Parasite was just a key drama drawn out much longer with a much larger budget. And there are some K-dramas were good, and some K-dramas in the middle. This one was in the middle towards the bad tier. And it won an Oscar, which just showcases the many problems the Oscars have concerning the way they see foreign film, especially Japanese foreign film. Let's put this this way. I don't do many opinions. I do observations. But folks, can we just end the bullshit here? I got to stand on this and I'm not going to change my mind on it. Since the day Akira Kurosawa put his eye on that viewfinder with the film, with the, on the film reel, there has never been one South Korean film that has ever beaten one Japanese film. Ever, my opinion. That's it. It's just, it's Zodiac motherfucker rule. You just stand there and you take it. There are no questions. Did I ask you to give any fucking questions? That's just fucking facts. It's Zodiac motherfucker, it's fucking facts. But this shows the sickness in Hollywood today. Y'all motherfuckers are sick ass motherfuckers. You don't put every single film. See, we had an industry in the 1930s. Yeah, no industry. 
Year nine. These motherfuckers never had an industry until at least the late 1980s. Don't play yourselves. Don't play yourselves, bruh. They were under the same rules the Japanese were in 1952. Get the fuck out of here with your trash ass takes. This is how stupid liberals are. They're so stupid. Especially these horrible liberals trying to support South Korea. Nasty ass motherfuckers, a lot of them. Now their bitches have gotten so old and using me too, they gotta go to South Korea to get them hoes on. To get the hoeing on. That's why we have this K-pop rise. When there's no other fucking reason. I mean, why the fuck would I go after these motherfuckers now? They've been doing this since 90, at 19, at, 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 at 2012. Ice in particular. So don't come up and say, oh, it wasn't Obama that was doing this when he had Ice running it. Yeah, he never did this when Ice was not doing it. Trash ass motherfuckers, a lot of them. And you see, we're 159 days away from the world champ, from the Olympic Games. And I haven't heard anything from SBG or any of the news that they no set designs. I know they keep it under the vest for day, but there has to be some sort of what are they gonna do? We're not gonna do this two weeks out. We knew from Brazil, we knew at least two years before Brazil start what they were going to do. And they were gonna go conservative. We knew from two years out in 20, 2010 what they were gonna do in London for 2012. And where they were gonna be located and how the sets were gonna be done. We knew from then where the IBC was. We knew how they were going to do all their things. We knew. We knew from the jump. We don't know nothing of what they're going to do in Japan. Not a goddamn thing. The last thing I heard was that they changed over the dude that did the Olympics to a female that works for the Golf Channel. She's untested. Even though the Golf Channel is successful and has been very successful for Comcast, she's more on the Comcast side than on the NBC side. She's deeply untested. This is a massive undertaking. And what I mean by massive, NHK. Derided it in Japan now for its overtly sensationalist and deeply insecure things concerning the fee, right concerning the tele TV fees. The same way with the BBC, they're both going to be massively underfunded in the years to come. I mean massively. Whole television industry is changing in both places. They're not liking what they're seeing. Same, it's happening in the anime world. You're not liking what you're seeing. You're you're seeing Andama and all the rest of these things starting to pop out of nowhere. It's coming. 
But, 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 we don't know nothing about Tokyo in 2020. I don't have a list. I know they keep something to the vest, but we gotta have some improvements in all of the the entertainment. What are they gonna do for late night? Who are the Japanese singers gonna sing? Are they gonna sing in their native language or are they gonna speak broken English? We, You know that there's a huge anime aspect in this. How are they gonna use it? How are they gonna ask the US dubbers about this? You know they got the cash. Ain't nobody talking. They somehow could figure out to do something for South Korea, for Pyongyang, two years ago. They somehow put their culture in it. They never said nothing bad. We get to Tokyo. Oh, it's the dark brand of the East. He coming. He's bringing his sicknesses again. The sexual sicknesses again. Look what's happening in Chatterbay. The sexual sicknesses again. Look the punk asses this fucking country's entertainment industry has become. Punk asses. Y'all sit here and I win. Y'all wonder. How did this happen? Folks, let's talk about the sad reality of racism. Actual racism. And when we call actual racism, we don't do it on this show just to say, oh, we're leftists. Oh, we there's the leftist ideology. We found it. It is here in the shoe. We can cancel this shoe. We can do what they did to witness to this dude. He's the prick that we always knew he wasn't let this cut that bullshit off, man. Mate, cut that bullshit off, man. When you when you hear it, you'll li you'll listen for the first time. The reasons why a lot of right wing people don't learn anything outside of their purview and don't want to is because when they learn it, then they know how to stop it. Folks, here is the reality of the situation. You have in the black community an issue with the way how light, light skinned black people are treated over darker or some say natural colored black people are treated, especially when it came to rape, we came to all these other things, sexuality and that sort of thing. Even though that has somewhat changed in certain ways, you began to see it. You 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 always begin to see it. So say they tan their skin, they all day they try to be more ethnic. You see, to be more white in certain cases, to be closer to mulatto or Italian.
is a similar way with the way the two with South Korea and China concerning Japan. Even though Japan has given America a lot of its in the last 35, 40 years, a lot of its leeway concerning from cars to animation, televisions, transistors, the way culture is seen, and all the whole lots of it. Japan was the one of the leading S things there. They even in YouTube misappropriate Korean technology, uh, Japanese uh, success stories or Japanese inventions as Korean inventions and Korean ingenuity, which never was the case. Sometimes it's vice versa, but most of the time it's Japanese ideas that went through Korea and dead are called Korean, which is not true. Same way that happens with the dark-skinned African-Americans having ideas and all these other things, but they put a lighter face. Same thing that happened with Wisecrack in a way. Started all these dog notes, you remember that? Black guy started doing rap things and all the rest of it, build up a certain type of energy Jared Leonard then takes over. He becomes the Walter Conkite of the internet. That is the reality of the situation. Here is the problem that people don't understand. Barstool Sports is one of the most powerful entities right now with young people in the culture today. Barstool Sports defeated Deadspin. Well, Deadspin defeated themselves, but we'll get to that in a few. But we'll talk about that in future episodes. Barstool Sports has exposed the problems the ESPN had and NBC Sports has. And one of the things that is going to lead into the disaster that will ultimately hurt ABC NBC Sports as an entity they can compete with the ESPNs and the Foxes of the world and the other ones that are coming out, like a Sinclair, like um, like an AT&T or a Tom Warner and all the rest of it. The thing that is going to kill it bad is what they're going to do in Tokyo. Tokyo is the big one in the Asian swing. Tokyo is the one where the resources of Comcast are going to be used in ways we have never seen possible. And what they cannot be doing is 
trying to play to Weibo sensibilities in certain ways, but to be fair and to be fair to Japan and to showcase the greatness of its people in a fair and honest manner that they're human beings they have a little bit of peccadillos but their peccadillos are nothing as different than all the other peccadillos that Asian countries have that they did bring about changes in animation that they did make changes in the way we see toys and all the other things cars and a whole lot of these things they did a lot and it's also true that they did that things were done in their name that were wrong and things that we done in our name that were wrong but were justified But the truth has to be told in that particular sense. But it's not anymore Sick Man of Asia. They got to stop it. But here's what they're going to do. Because we now live in a culture that has given power to a lot of these women who never deserved it or don't have the talent or don't even have the ability to calm themselves down knowing that men and women are working together in the same area to make sure they don't give higher precedence to the women that are working there that they know that the men working there have worked there longer is as a leader let them do their job And stay out of the way unless things get out of hand. With this, especially with the Jeremy Roenick situation, it was a joke. But the leaders let it get it out of hand. And he's gone from the company. Especially because they will not solve the issue concerning Matt Lauer and a whole lot of it. Say we did nothing wrong, but you still hiring the people that kept the secret, kept the secret. Now the joke's on him and Roland gets punished for things that he never, that he stated as a joke. But because of all the things that have been happening at NBC, it's no zero tolerance. Still tolerance, still conservatism. Which is just Stalin neoconservatism, Stalin conservatism under a different name. They're going to make Japan look bad. That is what NBC's job is to do. To make them look bad, make America look better. It's, I, I, I make America look better or make America look like we are better than its president
and hope that Serena, Tiger, and LeBron be in the Olympics and get their gold medals, and then we can forget about all the rest, or we can just play, oh, they're doing too much sensuality, they're doing this, they're sick, they're all these other, they love hotels and all the rest of it, all the craziness that Vice told us and all the rest of it, oh, they're doing those little demon things and whatnot, oh, they're doing those, those scary things, oh, look, they have those boys doing the scary things and whatnot, oh, why the girl did the die con legs and all that shit? See how they play, y'all? The Japanese told the American music industry. And even though Denzu is not always perfect and has done bad things. And we, and it has done bad things. They came and said to the American music industry, we're willing to do a 50th anniversary of Woodstock. We're willing to do it in 1969. We're willing, we're not, we're doing it in 1969 with all, in 19, 2019 with all the big stars there. We're willing to do it. We're willing to give those that did it free assets, exclusive assets and openings to Olympic, Olympic events and concerts that we are planning for Tokyo the next year. All y'all motherfuckers had to do was not cheat us. Like you did Fire Festival. What the American music industry did cheated the Japanese. The Japanese got wind of it and said, what the fuck were you doing? That's the reason why they continue to give South Korea all the awards. Because South Korea allows Hollywood to cheat. They're called the good little Asians for a reason. Because they're allowed to cheat. Americans, when they go to South Korea, they're allowed to cheat everything. You want to hear some scandals? I'll give you scandals, bruh. Half the reason why that woman got elected it was because of the feminist movement that was happening there. Which is still in existence, still hiding somewhat. I know the Japanese government is not perfect. I know the Tokyo government ain't perfect either. But when you have a contract and when you bust that contract, can the Japanese trust you? 
like that. Mm -mm. We know the truth. The sad reality of this is, is that, and, and the unfortunate thing is, is that a lot of the liberals today, a lot of the leftists today support South Korea because South Korea lets them to do anything they want to do in Seoul and other places around that area. They are It's a sexual marketplace there. You didn't see it? Oh, 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 really? Every damn rule that the feminists do over in South Korea and all the rest of it, they allow them to do it there. As soon as a white dude come around with some uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, they treat them like gods over there. That's why you see half of them go out there. They say, where are all these white boys coming from? They're only looking at their phones. You don't want to know the truth. The South Korean people should not be at fault of what their companies in their entertainment industry are doing and colluding with American companies and movie entities in in our industry. They should not be at fault at it. They're, they're innocent bystanders. We don't blame that. My focus is on our entertainment industry and their own. And how it colludes to make their country look bad at the end of the day. Just look at the disaster that you're seeing today. And they're going to bring that disaster in Tokyo in 2020. This is the big one. Not to not Perry, not Los Angeles. This one. This is the one that sets up the future of ABC Sport, NBC Sports, Sky Sports, Comcast, the whole company as a whole. This one. They handled Japan well, better than expected, the way it should be handled, everyone having fun, everyone forgetting what this stupid, of what this country is going through on the left and all the rest of it and all the shenanigans that are happening in Washington as them having fun letting the Japanese and the Japanese people tell the story of their nation, the way it meant to be told as the human story through their anime, through their gear, and why many of us left their businesses, left the entertainment industry of our birth to out to go out of our way from the 70s to the up to to to, to the present day and went to Japan. Mass Rider became fans of Mass Rider, Ultraman, the whole nine yards. And let them tell the story to you. And then from there, 
you see the problems that we have and we start to fix them the way that we need to fix them and get all the rabble rousers out the problem creators that Bloomberg and all the rest of them are starting to rouse out rouse up and start talking about that nonsense I can save the world as I fly like Mary Poppins. That's what you're doing in Japan, folks. The whole leftist ideology of trying to captain save a nation from his propriety, not so different from the people that the Japanese went after the Portuguese Christians. They tried to evangelize someone limited success. Others died. But that's history. That is what happened. We're talking about now. We're talking about the bullshit now. And while we left all the bullshit, despite all the things that happened over there, we left all the day because the bullshit now here in this country has gotten so much worse. In ways that you cannot predict. But let the Japanese tell their story. Let the Japanese people be the courteous people I know they are. And let NBC Sports not make the same mistakes they made in Brazil and they made some in it. And let the memes happen where the memes happen. And in those two weeks, let the champions become champions. Let the dancers dance. Let the women be women. Let them show what they have. The reality. Not the ideology or the supposed pseudo ideology idealism that a lot of you motherfuckers now wish you had. Let it flow. Network gets saved. America changes their ideas around Japan. Your brand doesn't have to change anything. Anime gets respected. Anime gets space. All these things get space. Second looks again. New ways of doing things. New inspirations to bring back certain things that we lost in America too. We all come back better than we left it. Better than we left when we left the country two weeks ago in a hundred and uh, 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 fifty nine days 
Play the same bullshit that we're playing now in this country since 2013. And we lose everything. And you're going to see it showcase itself in the election when Donald Trump wins again. You win regardless, but it will be even fiercer than once imagined. Come and see the misery that our pe that Amer the American entertainment industry has placed on Japan for years. And if they're still doing it now, even after 2020, even after everything has happened, can you imagine the shit that's going to go down with this entertainment industry? They don't get their act together. Parasites was a canary in the coal mine in how they view Japan and Japanese work. Still as competitors, but never as equals. The fact they will take a lesser product to prove that you will still never be our equals showcases bigger problems ahead. The iceberg called... Tokyo 2020 is coming and the good ship the good red ship called US Entertainment is about to hit this iceberg it could move the iceberg and deserve it move out of the way and deserve the iceberg and see it for what it is a beautiful iceberg that is actually a great source of nutrients. Refreshes the water table. Part of a larger glacier that protects the earth from even further disasters. Crack that iceberg, y'all sink. And the rest of the world goes with it. Just saying. Just saying. One final note before we end the show today, and it is related to the other two, is the concept of trying to help people and why half the time it it never succeeds and i want to focus on one particular aspect of helping people and that is trying to help the poor and all the rest of these things which are all well and good and it ha and it had that's the concept of all tourism as it were but one of the lot of the things that made objectivism somewhat successful and all the rest of these well, not really successful, but 
as an idea that sounds great in practice and can be successful, but each time it has been done, it's been done in ways that and ultimately backfires on the people that is trying to help and the people that are doing the actual service of the help is because the whole ideology of the thing doesn't work. This is why I said great intentions ultimately lead into bad outcomes when the ideology doesn't work. What I am trying to point out and trying to make sure everybody understands is that a lot of these leftists and a lot of these liberals came from well-to-do families or some of them didn't come from well-to-do families but it had the constitution and this is this is different than what i'm saying written constitution what the hell have you that's not what i'm saying they had the constitution it's a completely different word they had the strength of will to overcome their sick circumstances and to try and help people better themselves in better ways to survive in this world helping one person is more than enough because in a certain sense their ideology is the thing that prevents them from helping more than one whether that's good or bad immaterial but these are just observations i make so when we have a situation like we have with bernie sanders and medicare for all or the uh, stacy abrams and the voting issue which in many places there are many intonations on these particular things or what's going on with virginia especially with the gun laws and all the rest of these things and what West Virginia is doing in, in concurrence to that and why um, say left this the leftist uh, particulars in um, Virginia are doing in that particular and why they're doing it because it's not they're not doing it for the rest of Virginia they're only doing it for three places in Virginia, one of them being the capital of Richmond and one being Northwestern Virginia, which is extremely close to Washington, D.C., which is extremely close to aspects of Maryland, the parts of Maryland and a little sliver of Pennsylvania. So they basically built a state. They add the now this is the strangest part. Richmond has basically built a state within a state especially with the gun rights thing and the gun and the gun laws in that particular sense why does good people who are liberals when trying to help people the whole mass of people don't succeed outside at least one or two people after they tried to help after we after they use this on a whole bunch of people 
on, say, a whole city, a whole state, a whole nation? Why does it continue to fail, especially Obamacare and the rest of these days? Because the ideology, the concept of what they believe a state should be, is wholly antithetical to what America stands for. That's the fundamental problem. Leftist thought, leftist thinking may help one or two people. It cannot help 30,000 people, 300,000 people, 30 million people, 300 million people. It cannot do that. It can only help a certain amount of people at a certain amount of time in a certain amount of context. To help everybody else, you need a different standard and a different ideal. Because what has happened in Europe when they developed these entities and um, socialistic setups, as it were, they only did it because a lot of money was being spent on the back end to prop up NHS, VAT taxes, and all these other things. So that these particular things can be successful in that particular sense. In America, we have a completely different problem with health insurance. Health insurance should not cost that much. Medicare for all is this liberal ideology that only helps some but can never help everyone. This is the under this is the major problem. That does not mean these people are not good people. A lot of them I know have wonderful hearts, but wonderful hearts cannot save a whole bunch of people blasted and undercut by the same types of governments they continue to vote in year in and year out for 50, 60, almost 70 years. And in the same term, a lot of this woke culture that we see, especially with the things that, Rich, uh, that uh, Richard Hawkins has been talking about with eugenics, that uh, horrible arguments they've been making, especially the things that Bloomberg has been saying about the transgenderism and all the rest of these things, the whole thing with uh, what's going on with Alvinus and uh, Rose and a whole lot of these things. All of it comes back to a simple point that our society continues to help those with great intentions, a lot of these liberals do, but the ideology is the ultimate destroyer of their good intentions. It is what they believe, not what they do, in order to portray that belief that ultimately does not help the people. 
which means that their ideology hurts their philanthropy at the end of the day because that type of ideology is self-destructive. So anything that has a self-destructive ideology as it were cannot even if it takes years for it to break down cannot help the people get out of the problems that they have situated themselves basically the ideology is the basic fear of death and the basic fear of unintentional loss of life. That doesn't mean you don't treat people with respect, whatever they made their decision on or whatnot. That doesn't mean that. But what it means is people are can't allow to be disagree on the way things are. And that is the fundamental reason why certain things cannot be pulled ahead and certain things cannot be moved into the future. That's the fundamental problem. All Bernie Sanders is, is that he is a nice man who had believed in everything that he believes in, but the ideology that he believes in ultimately will hurt everybody in the end. Bernie Sanders is a man who has his conventions, but his conventions are ultimately going to destroy everybody else in the end because not everybody believes in the same thing that he believes in. And ultimately what destroys conservatism is in one particular sense, and this is where a lot of the reactionary right kind of sort of gets it in certain ways. That... Our, that the society that it began, that the society began, that all conservatism is, is leftism that does not move anything forward. Or says, slow the processes of progressive ideology down. Because they know how destructive that sort of ideal is. One thing that David Brooks showed about is the concept of families and the concept that the nuclear family was not good enough, that it was a mistake, that there need to be extended families and all the rest of these things. David Brooks gets it partly correct, but I'm going to showcase the historical context that you have to realize in that particular in that particular way and in uh, honesty in that particular sense. You have to understand that in the Victorian era, you were led by a woman, and the basics of feminism started in that particular same era that. David Brooks started to say back in those days and all the rest of these things. It affected only the cities. It did not go into the farms and a whole lot of it. There were all these other things and whatnot. 
but there was a certain amount of protection in these large families that prevented whole swaths of progressive dot from going into and infecting where these families uh, have been in. The reason why we don't have these large families is because of the way these families disagree. There are going to be people that have disagreements on the way families are going to be run. And there are going to be disagreements on the way that families should be seen in that particular sense. But the fundamental problem is how is that family going to be led and who is going to lead that family? And in many ways, a family needs some sort of emotional moment, emotional thing that brought the family together and then every other thing falls into place. The nuclear family needed something of a representative aesthetic leader in order for it to be successful. The LGBT community needed some sort, back in the 1980s during the scourge of AIDS, needed some sort of um, aesthetic pull in order for them to survive. You saw it in the whole voguing culture that they did back in the late 70s and late 80s and then the whole rest of these things and these clubs that they're going to go and drag and how it was all connected and how they built these particular families, quote unquote, in order for them to survive. And they later became the lobbying firms or connected to these lobbying firms that got their rights in place. But what leftism does, especially with a lot of liberals, and especially with a lot of liberals, especially in a lot of the broken up families and whatnot, leftism insinuates that the black sheep knows more than what the rest of the sheep don't know. The black swan knows more than whatever the other parts of the family know. The black sheep is the catalyst to bring about change into the world. The black sheep is the proletariat that will bring responsibility and respect into the world. What they don't understand and what Bloomberg's candidacy and the way that he has been getting all of these particular groups together is that leftism does not need strong leaders. Ultimately, to the point of Lenin, Stalin, in order for any sort of that thing to work. There is one thing I want to end, and I want to talk about a guy named Gannibal, a man called Gannibal. And you have heard of Gannibal, 
if you haven't heard about them, and since this is Black History Month and all, the whole lot of it, let's just talk about this guy, shall we? You see, this is the problem of the slave trade. <laughs> this is the reality of the slave trade and the issues surrounding that particular dark practice. You have to understand that the slave trade was one of the darkest moments in human history. But outside of that slave trade, three particular black men changed the destiny of not only Russia, Japan, and India, but convinced the elites of that day that the whole slave trade should not be used. That ultimately, whether people like it or they don't, the Civil War was going to take place. If it wasn't going to be in America, it was going to be in the UK. And if it wasn't going to be in the UK, it was going to be in Brazil. And if it wasn't there, it was going to be in, uh, in another place near, uh, um, it was going to be in another place in Europe. But the Civil War was going to happen, whether people like it or they don't, because of the story of Gannibal. Gannibal, Gannibal was born, they say in Cameroon, they say Niger, some say Nigeria, but he was born near that particular area. And Gannibal was made to be Peter's son, Peter the Great's son. Peter the Great is linked to Abraham Lincoln. And when those two men were still in power, a lot of people, go look at this blog called Sean's Blog, in um, in, in there's Sean's Russian blog, and he'll tell you the story of Gannibal, and he'll tell you the relationship they had with Peter the Great. And they, they even exchanged letters during the, during the second part of the um, during near the end of the war, and they felt as though that there was a linkage between. Peter the Great and Abraham Lincoln. It's an amazing story, but I want to concentrate on Gannibal. Gannibal literally was their entertainer and was one of the greatest generals Russia ever had. Pushkin will tell you the story about it. Pushkin was the guy that brought out Russian literature. Without him, we wouldn't have had some of the classics of Russian literature there. War and Peace with Shostakovsky and all the rest of them. They all got it from Pushkin. Okay? He's one of the main starters. Voltaire called Gannibal the black star of modern Russia. Of that of of the of Tsarist Russia, 
That's what Voltaire called Gannibal. Because he exists. Russia was given 30 extra years. That's what what happened because Russia was getting screwed over. Russia was given 30 extra years until the Romanovs ruined it all when they killed Rasputin. Gannibal gave them time. That's basically what Gannibal did. But in that particular time, he modernized Russia in ways nobody could predict. And you had the story of the samurai in Japan. The black samurai in Japan over the net and then his history. And then you have the one in India. They all came from there and they all changed their countries in different ways in that particular time period. You, you understand, right? But it takes one man to change the mind of others. And that's what liberalism uses those concepts for. But you got to understand something, folks. And this is the main difference between somebody like a Gannibal, somebody like a Zasuske, Yazuske. There's a difference. And the main difference is this. They didn't know what could they could do. They were taught these things and they were curious about them. All the people who are nice are not curious about what they believe in. And does it even warrant staying in that particular place after you have seen it gain destroyed every single time? After you see Boomer continue to screw over everybody around them so they can defeat Trump. If this suicide, if this thing is all about beating Trump, why does he continue to fail every time when he's being done, when liberalism is being done? Why does it continue to fail? Why does it continue to fester? What is it that has to change that hasn't been tried? Basically, folks, I'm going to make this very clear. Michael Savage said liberalism is a mental disorder. He said it for many years. In many cases, he's right. And somebody that doesn't have the will to know that they have a sickness cannot fix their sickness. So they can be nice people. They can ultimately do good when nobody is looking. But the way they see their life and the way they see the world and ultimately the way they use their politics and the way they see society to try and help people can only help a few, but can I help the whole? And can I help the whole realize their potential? That is why ultimately when 
Leftism will never work for African Americans. Leftism will never succeed for African Americans. And the longer they continue to put piecemeal things together, dealing, dealing with it, ADOS, which is not really piecemeal, but somewhat of a recogni recognition and, and reconciliation if, in a way into solving the issues of slavery, which is understandable. But they continue to use these things in piecemeal when they when the liberals don't want piecemeal. They continue to look away over the problems of how children are being raised, how they dis uh, African American man, the whole transgender question, the whole rest of it, and they try to keep this um, uh, Democratic Party in piecemeal ways and in ideals and whatnot. Obama got elected by 12 o'clock afternoon on on in 28 in 2008. He won by lunchtime. It will never happen again. He won by lunchtime because they thought Obama was going to fix every single problem they solved. Ados the whole nine yards. And black people were going to finally get out of the problems there, not necessarily over white people. That wasn't the whole thing. It was to finally get out of the problems of it so America can finally say that it is for everybody. That a black man can come from nothing and become successful and all the rest of it. But liberalism, as Michael Savage has said, is a mental disorder most of the time. And that ideology self-destructs because it's a self-destructive ideology. And while it can help a few, it cannot help everyone. And it cannot help African Americans when they are still struggling to survive and try to find love with each other and try to raise families and try to send their children to school and a whole lot of it. Same thing with white folks, same thing with Latin, Latinos, and the same thing with certain Asian groups and other minorities as well. And can I help them? That's why it is different. It is the reason why, in certain ways, African-American men have to reconcile to the fact that a lot of their women folk are never going to be the same and never going to come back to become mothers and to become responsible wives to them and to the whole society at large because they have decided that it is better for them to be lost and to be forlorn and to be searching for Chad and all the rest of these things instead of becoming responsible mothers, responsible caretakers, responsible wives, and responsible people in this society. The only thing they see responsibility for is somebody like a Michael Bloomberg, somebody like a Jeff Bezos, somebody like these uh, governors and mayors and all these people because they give them the security that the black man 
unfortunately, and unless certain Latino men and others that cannot give them no matter how much they try. So in one particular sense, what um, Raging Golden Eagle said that man does don't need a purpose is absolutely correct. Because if you're always going to be chasing pussy and always trying to try to make some girl happy, you're never going to get anywhere because no woman ever wants to be truly happy towards a man. We now see that. They are never going to be happy. It was up to her to desire the person that she wants to be with to make that person happy so she can be happy. Leftism gets it backwards. And it convinced women very easily that you will never be happy. They hijacked women's innate nature for generations. You'll never be happy. As a housewife, as this, that, and the other thing and whatnot, you'll never be happy satisfying that man. He might have secrets, that sort of thing and whatnot. You'll never truly satisfy him and this, that, and the other thing. You remember Chad? Remember those adventures you had back in when you were 22, 25, 26 years? No, 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 no. 18, 18, 20, 21, 22. Can you have those adventures again in 30? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Look how sloppy this brother is. Don't you want Chad? Chad's working at the office. He's winning industries again. He's on Facebook, winning the industry for you. He's working for Bloomberg, winning the industry for you. He's working for all these other, winning the industry for you. Don't trust that Bernie Sanders. He don't know nothing. You know, he got, you know, Chad, he knows he has a sister that looks nice, but, you know, she kind of a little different, you know? You know, you can respect those differences if you're with Chad. That's how liberalism plays all of us. That's why it can only help some, but not everyone. That's why ultimately African-Americans are doing themselves a disservice staying with the Democratic Party as it goes through these types of tragedies. So that's all I have to say about this particular nature. You may be a good liberal, but I'm not saying that to dismiss anything that liberals have done or will do that we're good for this country. I'm not dismissing any of it. But the ideology, when it comes to trying to help the whole of America, cannot succeed because that ideology is basically false and basically anti-human and basically incorrect. There is a statement that a good hero of mine, you said that, I don't want that he was discussing with somebody else that was working with him. And he said, I don't want health care for all. Because it's too suffer Peter to save Paul. The other one says, I'm voting for health care for all so I can, so you can benefit as well as me. But the ideology behind Medicare for all is basically faulty. A person can do great things on faulty ideology, but can only save one. 
a person that knows what and how. A person coming from the actual good place that actually wants to bring back strong fathers and all the rest of these things and actually lives the life and doesn't see leftism as any sort of... It doesn't even put any sort of leftist ideological thought in his thought processes in how to save people will actually do more. Even if it is seen as evil at first, will actually do more to help than to hurt. It's bad medicine versus good medicine. That's all I got to say. And we'll be back with more of Beyond This Earth right after this. Some interesting news coming up in the end of the show. As we end the show, they may have found the cure for most cancers. And they found it the same way we figured out penicillin. We just don't know, but we use Catcher Chris 9 as a way to investigate this particular thing. But we still don't know. In other particular news, it turns out the Pluter's heart does very interesting things to its atmosphere. It actually makes the atmosphere go backwards. That's right, folks. The heart of Pluto actually makes the thing go backwards. The atmosphere. You know the fucking screwy thing about this is is that Pluto is considered well sailor Pluto in sailor moon was considered a per uh, one of the people that controlled a time dilation device that actually took people back in time or time door as it were it's the fucking weird thing is is that this thing is actually moving the atmosphere backwards? Wow. That's... That's amazing. <laughs> amazing things are happening around the world, but politics is destroying any chance for, of it helping the people that it truly needs the most. But that will have to all change very soon. Watch something today about the moon being the mountain and mountain ranges. And I felt two tears fall down this old face. Yeah, it was that emotional. Because I still believe in the glory that is... God's creation reaching up to seek his face again. So that's it for today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Nova Hollerback. We'll be back with an all new episode next week. Until then, we'll see you guys soon as we go beyond this earth. Take care. We'll see you guys soon.